Um, if you want to turn with me, Exodus 17, 8 through 6 is where we'll be tonight. Um, it's a, it's a kind of a hidden story. You might read over it if you were just going to read through the Bible. I know the college class, we've been reading through all the books of the Bible. I think since I've been here, I think I skipped half of Genesis whenever I, before I came here. So I picked up an Exodus. But I had read this story, but it didn't come to mind until I was at church camp with uh, me and Aaron Shira. We've become best buds since we've been, uh, since that camp. So, and it brought to my mind that there was a story that we're about to get to. Oh, it's right up there if y'all want to follow along. Um, about a time when Moses was in war. Him and the Israel, he was leading the Israelites, and they were in war, and he didn't know what to do. Like he, like as we'll read, that this uh, Amalekite army was coming at him, and he didn't know what to, or he didn't know what to do. But then he remembered something, and this is what we're going to get to tonight. So, if you'll fo- if you'll read, if you'll follow along with me, Exodus seventeen eight. Exodus 17, 8 through 16. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. And whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites Whenever, and whenever he lowered his hands, whenever the Israelites were winning, or whenever he, as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. He said, because the hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. So if we're looking, as we look at verse one or verse eight, if we can get it back up on the screen. It says the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. And it's interesting because as Christians and as people, we're sinners from birth. Like, we come out, come out of the womb as sinners. Like, we, that's what the heart knows. I'm, the Bible says that the heart is evil. It, right whenever you come out, like, you, you, you don't have to be taught how to be evil. You're just that by nature. And so... Verse 8, at the beginning of this story, it's interesting because the Amalekites attacked the Israelites. So sin, Satan is going to attack you. Whether you are a Christian or not, sin is going to attack. So we just need to know how to fight back whenever we see that sin coming. So as we look on, if, as we go on down the chapter, or as, the, as we go down, down the passage, Moses begins to tell us how he fought this enemy. So, start, so starting in verse 9, this is where I want to bring my title out of 
it says, Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God. So my title is going to be called Take Your Stand. And so with this, Moses is standing at the top of the hill. And he, he sees the battle, so they see the battle coming, just like when you're in war, you're going to see the enemy coming. But Moses knows something that they don't. He knows that God, the same God that was there with him all through the stories before, is still with him that right then. And so, whenever he sees him coming, he goes to the top and he realizes that he can't fight the battle. So he looks up to God. He throws his hands up to God and says, Lord, I know you can fight this battle for us. I know that you can give Joshua what he needs to win this battle. So I'm going to look to you. I'm not going to look to myself. I'm going to look to you, and you're going to tell me what to do. So as long as he threw his hands up, as long as his hands were raised, that war that, was out, that he was fighting that Josh was fighting below, he was winning because he looked to God for refuge. So the revelation is this. Sin is going to constantly be fighting you. He's, sin is constantly going to be coming at you, but you've got to stand up and take a stand. You've got, there will be times when you will lose hope that the addiction is never going to go away, that this relationship might fail, that this, that all these things, that this sin isn't going to, go away that this stronghold's not gonna that this stronghold's gonna take over me but you've got to remember who God is you've got to throw your hands up and look up and be like God I surrender I know that I might be weak right now but Lord I've got to look to you because in my weakness you make me strong for my weakness your grace is sufficient that any weapon formed against me will not prosper and that if you be for me who can stand against me But you're going to need help because in this battle, you can't fight this alone. Because if you fight it alone, it's going to be too easy for Satan just to grab hold of you. You've got to have backup. You've got to have that accountability. And so that's where we're going to get to next. And as we uh, move on, we're going to pick up in verse 12 where it says, When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and her held his hands. Aaron and her held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. And in reading this, uh, it reminded me of a time when uh, I played basketball. As y'all might have found out, I mean, I'm kind of a little tall and skinny, so it only seems fitting. Um, but in playing basketball, everything was easy. Middle school, you know, I was just taller than everybody. I could just, you know, throw the, throw the ball up off the rim and bounce up three or four times, get three or four rebounds, and finally put the ball in. So it didn't get hard, though, until high school when I got introduced to this place called the weight room. Now, in the weight room, uh, there's a certain exercise called a incline bench press. And I think we've got a picture of it. Right, oh, almost there. Right there. So whenever I was reading this, it reminded me of this exercise. As you can see, the uh, person right here is sitting. He is um, 
having to push this bar up and hold it above his head. And same thing with um, Moses. He was put on, he, he had to sit on this rock. And whenever he grew tired and whenever he had to keep his hands up somehow. So I remembered just having to push this bar up. You do, you go two sets in and finally you'd be like, man, I can't get this third set in. But then the coach would be like, oh, you got to get that third set, three sets of ten. And I was like, oh. So luckily, though, you had something, you had two people with you in each group. You had spotters. And what they would do is they would stand on one side and the other one on the other. And as you were put, uh, pushing the weight up, if you got too weak, they would help move it up. So basically with me, they would hold the whole weight, and I would just move my arms up and down unless the coach ever caught on. And so with this, the same thing applies. We have Aaron, and we have her, and we have Moses. So Moses is in the middle. He's having to hold his arms up, and I'm pretty sure he's stronger than me because it says right here in the Scripture that he was doing this all day because he said until sunset. And so, you know, he's sitting there, he's sitting there, and Aaron's on one side, hers on the other, and you just start seeing those hands start coming down. That's that second set, that second set, you're on number five. You keep going up six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, I got through that. That's the, that's the evening, that's the afternoon. So that third set's coming, that rest of the day. That war is still going underneath you, but you've got to get that third set in. And so Aaron and her, they go, come on, Moses, you can get there. You're almost there. It's almost dark. That's when, that, that's when you can rest. That's when the war's over for the day. And so Aaron comes on one side, her on the other, and they're like, you just sit here and hold those hands up, and we will hold on because we know that that's how this battle is going to win. And it's crazy because Moses knew the concept. He knew that this war was going to be won through Jesus, he, through God. He knew that this is the only way it's going to happen. And so he was like, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to sit here. And he did it all the way through, all day long. And then finally, Aaron and her, they were like, you know, he's on to something. He sees something. And so th he starts getting weak. He starts bringing those hands down. All, all of a sudden, the Amalekite's army is winning. All of a sudden, they're, they're, they're gaining ground. And Aaron and her are like, no, we can't let this happen. We can't let this happen. And so Aaron comes on one side and her on the other. And they're like, come on, Moses, you got this. And this is where you come to this thought. This is the revelation right here. Whenever you do something, you might do it alone the first time. It might just be you. It might just be you with that thought, that idea that this, that this, that this business is going to go. This is like what this city needs. This might be that business. This might be you're the only one that knows this relationship's going to work. Everybody else is like, no, this has never worked. This will never work. This girl and this guy, no, it will never work. But you might be like, yes, this is going to work. I'm gonna this is going to work because I know God has designed it this way. And this is the same thing. Whenever Moses threw those hands up, and whenever they were winning, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you go, Moses. You go, Moses. You're on to something. But then those hands start coming down, and they start losing. But, you know, there's always going to be somebody that's watching what you're doing. All the time someone's watching. They're going to see what you're going to do and how you're doing it. And they're waiting. some people might be waiting for you to fail. Some might be waiting you to succeed. You don't know. But whenever they started winning, Aaron and her were like, he's on to something. So Moses' hands are up. 
They're winning, they're winning, they start coming down. Aaron grabs one, and whenever he grabs this hand, his hand's got to go up with it too. And when her, whenever he's on this side, her hand's got to go up too. And so now you've got, you went from one person that believed, in the pro- that believed the promise, that believed the idea, but now you've got two and three. So there's the revelation. You've got started with one, but now you've got two believing the same thing. Now it's just catching like wildfire. Now you've got three. Now you've got three people believing. And so, with that, you've got the next part, which is the remembrance. And this is where, once they caught on, once Aaron and her and all of them caught on, the Israelites finally win, and God reveals to Moses he goes let's see right there no as we read in yep right here then the Lord said to Moses write this on a scroll and as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven Moses built an altar and called it the Lord is my banner he said because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. So with this, the remembrance is after the battle, God goes, God talks to Moses. He says, I want you to write this down. I want you to remember that this war is done. I want you to remember whatever this sin was that you were facing, whatever was going on in your mind, whatever was against you, it's over. It's, it's, the war is over. It's going to be over because now you have the blueprint. Now you have the battle plan. So it says right here, write this on a scroll. So that can be you in your mind just remembering back whenever you were struggling through something. Just like, just remember whenever you were struggling, you turn to God and you let God be, you let God control the war. You let him fight for you. And then Moses wrote down the promise so that he would remember it. And then the last thing, Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is My Banner. Now, the interesting thing about this is um, whenever he said, The Lord is My Banner, in the Hebrew, I believe, it actually translates, and I think in the New King ja- or in the King James version, it translates to Jehovah Nessi, which is the Lord is my banner. And it's always interesting when God is given different names all throughout the Bible. Like for instance, He's given the name Jehovah, the relational God, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my, the Lord is able, El Shaddai, the God Almighty, Lord God Almighty, and then Emmanuel, God with us. And it's interesting that he's given the name Jehovah Nessi because in war, a banner is always placed up on a hillside. It's always placed up on a hilltop where the enemy army can see. So, for instance, in this war at Rephidim, there would have been a flag for the Israelites and there would have been a flag for the Amalekites. And it's interesting that the Lord's name is Jehovah Nessie in this passage because the Lord is my banner. So when the, the 
Israelites were down in this in the valley fighting, Moses was up here with his arms held high as a banner to the other team saying, the Lord is who we serve. The Lord is who we stand for. And he, this is who we represent. So when you look up here, you're not looking at a group of people. You're going to look at God. And God's going to look down over his people and be like, I'm protecting them because those are my people. And the same is today. We are all children of God. We are all, if you are a Christian, you are a child of God. You are protected under that banner. You are, the Lord sees you and he sees my child. And he wants to protect you always. So whenever you're in war, whenever you're in battle, that enemy is going to look up to that hilltop. They're going to see your banner. They're going to see your banner. And if you're standing there and you're like in full surrender, you're not being, you're not taking yourself as like you're not going to say, "Oh, this is my team." You're going to look. They're going to look up to you, and they're going to be like, "He's praising the Lord. He's praising the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords." And so when they look up, they're going to be like, "Crap," because like. They're, like that's the God, that's the Lord of Lords that's right there up on the hilltop protecting them. And so, I mean, it even says in the Bible that the, um, it says that even the uh, demons shudder at the name of Jesus. And so the same is going to be said whenever you've got that sin, they're going to look up and they're going to be like, oh, it's just him, it's just him. No, but they're going to look to the hilltop and they're going to be like, well, this isn't going to work because that God is a lot stronger than what we've got right here. And so they're going to turn back and leave you alone because of who your God is. They're going to look up and see that's God. That's God's child right there that's fighting. And then they're going to just run away because of who your God is. So I'm going to go ahead and ask the worship team, if they would, to go ahead and come up. Because... As they come up, um, tonight I just wanted to uh, give everybody a chance just to take in what Mo- what happened in this story with Mo- with Moses at the hilltop. They had that enemy army down below, and Moses stood at that hill. He he stood there and was like, "Lord, I want you to take control. I want you to take over this battle. I want this not to be my fight, but I want you to fight for me." And so, tonight, I just want to give everybody a chance to just witness that saving power of Christ, that God that's going to fight for you in whatever battle you're going through. And tonight, the song that we're going to sing is a new song that some of you might not have heard before, but I just want you to listen to the lyrics. And as your heart moves, and as God speaks to you, I just want you to move in whatever way you feel. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then I want us just to go into a a time of uh, worship and praise. So, Lord Jesus, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for the power, Father, that you have given us, that the power that is in your name, Father, that when the enemy looks up, that they see you and not me, Father. For, Lord, if it was just me, I wouldn't win this fight. But, Lord, I want them to see you for even the demon shudder. Lord, I want the enemy to run away just because of who you are, Father. For you say, call in the name of the Lord and you, you shall be saved, Father. 
Lord, I thank you for who you are. Lord, I pray that you speak to the hearts of the people in this room, Father. I thank you, Jesus. Amen.